Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman, and this is episode 117. I had a chat with a woman called Emily Fairlight. She is a singer-songwriter. She started out as a poet um, and moved up to you know, putting those words and other words to, to music. And she has released a couple of albums. The first one was a few years ago. Um, and uh, then there was a bit of a break, I guess, between records. But the new one, Mother of Gloom, is out now. And she's doing some shows around the country. The final one um, in this current batch will be just after you hear this podcast, Saturday, June the 2nd at the San Fran in Wellington. Um, she's uh, the mother of gloom album is terrific I love it I want to say that I say that to her pretty much right through the podcast so I'll say that to you now uh, fantastic record so go check it out um, and we had a good old chat we talked about um, you know her, her her life and music and some of the things that have happened and as, as I do on this show so uh, I couldn't recommend her music enough to you so if you have never heard of her uh, you'll hear a bit of it during this podcast and then go and check out the albums. This is me talking with Emily Fairlight. We've really only just met. We've, we've yep. met, I think, once. once. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw you play. Um, opening for someone, wasn't it? Yeah. I think. Um, so I, I, I want to know about, about you as well as your music, how you got into it and, um, and, and how it all started for you. So I wonder if it's easiest for us to, to go back to the beginning and tell me sort of where you grew up and when music and words and writing and stuff first came into play for you. Yeah, cool. Yeah? Yeah. Go for it. Um, so I'm from Christchurch. Yeah. And, um, and I first started writing when I was, I went to circus school in Christchurch at yeah. the Polytechnic and I just kind of, I just always had journals where I was drawing or writing or doing whatever and then um, and then my uncle played in a bluegrass band and he'd been in rock bands since I was a kid Yeah. Um, and I used to go along to his band practices and play tambourine and just kind of howl along with their songs yeah, yeah. when I was like five or six you know yeah yeah um, and then he gave me a guitar um, how old would I have been then I guess I was 20 that's like 15 years ago um, and I just immediately started writing songs. I didn't bother learning any covers and I just, yeah. you know, I'd write these like super depressing, you know, like <laughs> two chord songs. Not much has changed, they're just three chords now. But yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and then, you know, I kept trying to kind of kick along with the poetry thing and I'd read it a few things, but it was just not amazing. Yeah. And um, just felt like everything fit a bit better in song form. So have you moved to really being a songwriter more than anything now, would yeah. you say? Yeah, but there's a heavy, but I really focus on the lyrics. Yeah, the, yeah, well, that's very clear. Yeah. Um, tell me about the, the poetry thing, because I'm always, you know, I'm sort, of, <laughs> I'm sort of a recovering poet myself or, or, or something like that, um, a recovering attempted poet probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have these lapses um, where I think, oh, that's a bit of fun, I'll jot that down. But, mm. but I'm always curious in how people and how people find poetry and I guess what they're trying to, what they're trying to achieve with it, what they're trying to get out of it. So, yeah, how, what, what spoke to you? Like, you know, you mentioned journals, but what spoke to you about poetry or how did you find the form? Um, I guess I didn't really ever have a form. I yeah. just kind of, just kind of plodded along and I, um, I don't know whether I ever really, yeah, whether I ever really found a form and mm. that's something that I noticed mm. when I started going to readings. I was just like, because I'm a really nervous person. Yeah. 
And um, so I just blast out these words that nobody really understood. And so I think um, when it kind of hit music form, it was things kind of had to have a pace and mm. um, had to, you know, keep tempo and that kind of thing. And so I started to feel a bit braver about mm, the mm. things that I was saying. Mm, mm. Um, I mean, I've still got all of those journals like, sitting in my mum's <laughs> garage and at some stage somebody might find them and it's going to be a terrible yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it, that sort of stuff's always a what. Like I, I sort of feel like every ten years or something, you need to just start a fire. I know. And and just decide the stuff's going in the fire. And I actually, I haven't. <laughs> I've hidden stuff. I've got um, folders and folders of typed out garbage. Yeah. From right through high school, going back to the start of high school, and 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 I used to use an you know an electronic typewriter, so. They're printed out, they're typed out, and I, I, I sort of know where they are, yeah. but for all, basically they're buried, you know, and it's yeah. just, I don't know, I should really just go and just get, get put them, them in the recycling skip. It's hard. When I sort yeah. of find them again, when I, you know, if they get unearthed and, and are tidy up, that might have to happen. I suppose there's that thing of like, what if there is gold in there? And I, I know. And I, and I did, I had a moment with that when my, the first album that I did, which is like seven years ago now. Yeah. I used a really old piece of writing, which yeah. I, which I really loved, and I was like, "Oh man, it's such a bummer. This is just rotting away in a book." Yeah. And um, so I used that for one of the songs, and I, I guess, you know, there's that panic that you'll always, you might mm. find it hard to write one day. Not, not that I really do find it hard to write. Um, and that there'll be like this wealth of potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but actually, it's going to be. Pretty I, wild. I have this thought that, you know could be worth going through the really terrible stuff to to just get an idea to like you know to approach the same idea and that you know that I would do it so differently now or something yeah and I don't know that that's really gonna happen <laughs> or, or, and possibly it's not very really healthy to you know what you end up reading back through oh, totally. to, to, to get but yeah no I do so I can see how this stuff I mean you know stuff sort of mounts up for people and it's hard it is hard to I, I, I remember um, moving out of a flat when I sort of was taking the poetry stuff about as seriously as I ever did and I actually had this comical situation where um, I had a whole lot of stuff to put into my car and I had these big old ring binders full of pages but loose pages and, um, and um, the wind blew <laughs> like hundreds of them down the street oh, and that you know that if I Fortunately, you know, as I was saying, I can sleep, but, you know, if I'd have been a person that couldn't sleep, that would have kept me up for nights. Yeah. Thinking about the, the shame of who might discover this nonsense. <laughs> not so much... Not I so much that it's the shame, it's not that you've lost what, all No, exactly. Words. No, totally. It wasn't so much that, because it was like, oh, well, I'll just find some more words. I'll, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll write some more stuff. And, like, you know, you know, there was, I guess, maybe in the very moments after it happened, there was that, what if the best thing they ever wrote is gone? Yeah. But that... More, it was like, oh God, who might Somebody's find this find stuff? It. Is my name on it? It wasn't named, which was good. <laughs> <laughs> which was good, but yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but were you reading? Like, what were you reading that was, you know, uh, um, pushing you towards that stuff? I or? wasn't really reading any poetry. Yeah, right. I think it was just kind of, it was just a really natural thing for me to do. Like, I would just do kind of just sketches, just like self portraits and stuff like mm. that, and um, and so I just. I just kind of write my feelings, I guess, but then eventually it kind of, you know, morphed into something that was 
you know, a bit more tangible for people mm. to understand, not just mm. like, you know, teenage angst or whatever. Uh, um, you you um, described yourself as being a nervous person, so what led you to the stage? Particularly, particularly like open mic poetry type stuff. Oh god, I don't know what lit. I because that seems like a you know I I, oh, I get I get the whole standing behind a guitar and then you have yeah. a bit of a shield. People talk about that or or, or you know singing is different from speaking. Yeah. it has to be the worst thing to do. I think. Oh, it is the worst. I definitely think it is the worst. I well because I like I said I went to circus school and I did um, and it was really performance driven and. I ended up doing a lot of performance like, through that wasn't even through the school, just mm. you know, at like cabaret nights and whatever else. I mean, that was pretty shit as well. But um, but I always felt that when I was performing, I was producing more, and that what I the the quality of what I was producing was better. Mm. Um, and so, you know, doing going to recitals meant that. I'd understand what I'd written a bit more or I'd understand how it fit or didn't fit or mm. worked or didn't work. And it and it became the same with music, you know, when I started playing live as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, well so how do you first how do you first move into music performing music, like playing in front um, of people? I had a I did a radio show on Nanti Fem, mm-hmm. the fucking gun show. And it was uh, every Saturday from like it was three hours every Saturday. Yeah. And I had, you know that guy Tim Beals? Yeah. I had Tim Beals on. Him and Holly, maybe they both came on. And um, and we were just talking and he was playing a song and, and um, don't, you know, doing We Live to Ear. Yeah. And I um, I said, oh, he had a song about a sparrow or something like that. And I was like, oh, I've got a song about a sparrow. And at that stage, you know, <laughs> I was just like a bedroom strummer and he was like, oh, you should play live. Yeah. So why don't you play live at this show that we're doing? Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right. And he just kind of, he didn't pester me about it, but then he got me to play another show as well. Like I'd put mm. on these, um, these live things, and he played mm. that one. And I that was my first show was at Bodega. Yeah. When would so how long ago was that? Um, um maybe that was like two thousand eight. Or so what brought you up here? Um, nothing. I just felt like a change. Change of scene. Felt like a change. I kind of came through and was just doing some like show stuff, like. Stuff Feel and, free to push him on then, the um, floor. He's not nice going to take the hint. Um, and and then I met I met my ex at the time and um, ended up living here for like eight years. Yeah. He joined my band. I kind of grew up my first band. Yeah. Um. But yeah, don't, don't know why I moved to Wellington. I don't know why I moved back to Wellington either. I went back to Littleton for a couple of years. Yeah. And then yeah. What? How was I mean? How was Christchurch growing up? Like you, you know, you, you, I wonder if people are ever aware of you know where they are until until they finally decide it's time for a change of scene. You know, I don't I don't yeah. know that people have sort of they're either just happy in themselves or they're not. As a young kid, they mm. it, maybe the place doesn't have anything to do with it. But do you? Um, I mean, I thought it was cool. We spent a couple of years in Dunedin when I was like eight or nine, and those years were definitely cooler than any that I spent yeah. of my childhood in Christchurch. Um, and I never really, I mean, I always feel a draw back there, like I go back there a lot. Um, but I moved to Melbourne on my own when I was 17, just because, why not? And then went, spent three months in India. I just kind of was always just jetting around, really. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, growing up in Christchurch, it was all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so and so Littleton, you'd have been in Littleton 
in when Littleton became known as this sort of, well, having a scene, I guess. I was going to say yeah. a music hub, which now it feels like it's a, an actual music hub. Everybody's always like, oh, Littleton, you touched Littleton, you wrote a song, like, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I never, I mean, I didn't, when I used to live in um, Christchurch when I was younger, mm. um, and I didn't live there for years and years, I mean, I'd go there occasionally, you know, go for a night mm. out at the Wonder Bar, not that I would anymore. Um, but when I moved back to Christchurch, um, how long ago was that now? Three years ago, for a couple of years, um, I just got a job out in Littleton and just all, a whole bunch of people that I've met who were really cool lived out mm. there and it just seemed like a really good place to write and create. Mm. Tell me about the um, the style of music that sort of first spoke to you and 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 how you sort of saw yourself fitting into something as a songwriter but you you know like you say you didn't really have form as a poet they were, mm. you, you were just jotting things down what were the you know what were the early influences for you as a songwriter or, or when did you sort of start to identify with oh, I write a particular type of song or it's funny because I, I still don't really feel like... Well, I don't strive to write a particular style yeah. of song. Yeah. I am a very self-taught kind of rudimentary as far as like guitar playing goes. But um, I guess I was listening to a lot of Leonard Cohen and um, Lucinda Williams probably. like. Yeah. And I love Leonard Cohen for his lyrics and Lucinda Williams for the heartbreak and all of the sadness in their voice. And mm. so I suppose they were kind of things that I really related to mm. and... Um, I don't know if she's an underrated lyricist. She's probably quite, quite correctly rated. But yeah, it's mm. funny people talk about her songs as a whole and her voice. But she, you know, I think she's a great lyricist. I think some of some of the stuff. Yeah. It's funny when she, yeah. you know, when she talks about being, um, being, writing a happy album and writing a sad mm. album. And I love her sad albums. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and my mum were just talking about that the other day. You know, a lot of people oh. write about how it was on a gravel road, and I'm, sh you know, I think it's a good album, but I might like essences. I'm exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, Essence is the one for me, and at the time that I got that, everyone was talking about Car Wheels, and it's yeah. good, like it's yeah. a good record, I like it, and I like lots of the other ones, but Essence is the one that made me a real fan. Yeah, same. And, and then, so that's yeah. the one I always, you know, haven't listened to her in a while, that's the one that hooks me back in. That one in World Without Tears is pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a good run from Essence onwards, and then there was that... I can't remember what it's called, but there's the one after she got married. The Honey, happy, yeah, that's terrible. A, that's that's a bad. Well, I shouldn't say. No, that. you can say that. Okay, yeah, it's um. I saw her on that tour. Right. And I think she talked about it. I don't know if you went to that that gig. I was. I went by myself, and I was standing between was a bunch that? of old ladies. Um, it was the Honey tour, and it might have. Um, been a few years yeah, ago now. I've seen her a couple of times. I think I was at that show. Yeah. I think I yeah. interviewed her when that um album came out. Actually. Was it because she? She she started half like halfway through the first song. She she stopped and was just like, "This sound like shit out there. Yeah, it that's sounds right. like shit up here." That's and I was right. like, "Yeah, Ooh, yeah, I didn't want to be her sound guy." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's definitely one of the yeah. ones I saw. Yeah, but yeah. she um, I mean, her that song blue. Yeah. Man, it just sounded like the album it was so. I just was so blown away by her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I suppose those are the those are the that I was into. I really loved Radiohead as well. I loved Radiohead from yeah. from a young age. Yeah. But I think when I was starting to write songs, so it's yeah. that I was listening to PJ Harvey. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and 
And what sort of, when you say your first band, what sort of stuff were you doing when um, when you're forming a band? Is it based around your songs? Or yeah, it was. So I just was doing these solo shows where I'd, you know, stop mid-songs. I was so terrified of people yeah. looking at me and, and all of that kind of thing. And then, um, and then, um, and then eventually just kind of a few people were like, oh, you know, maybe we should jam together. And then before I knew it, I had a seven-piece. Yeah band which immediately gave me a whole bunch of confidence and so you know like yeah, yeah, all, of yes. my, it's... all of my little stuff ups were you know covered up by the, a bunch of smiling people around me it's, you know <laughs> it's not just the emily show yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah so i mean you're obviously like i'm just trying to think process this kind of um concern around nervousness you know you obviously don't have a die on stage moment early on or anything like that that is completely off-putting you don't, you don't I did have one yeah um, and it <laughs> well, was well what on earth made you go back fuck it's just that same thing of like if I don't keep doing this I won't keep yeah. getting better at, yeah. at writing and it was, wasn't even about like get better at stage you know it yeah. was so get better at writing and I didn't yeah. you know I mean my you know favourite song to play is always the last song that I wrote like and that makes me happy and I don't give a shit if anybody hears it and um I mean maybe I do eventually if I spend mm. enough time on it but um but um, I had a moment, I was playing at the Blue Note. Yeah. And it was an open mic and I'd played shows already, you know. Um, and I just lost my footing or my fingering when I was mm. in the middle of a pick song. And I just got, I just got, um, I just stopped playing mid-song and I was just staring. It was really lovely. The bar woman was like, come on, love, you got it. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah. And so I, um, so I got, I just started again and got back into it and it was and I talked to my friend um who was there Hannah Griffin who is she's a really amazing singer she does stuff with Norman Meehan and I know, um, I know Hannah. Hannah well she, yeah. I used to work with her she's an amazing singer she yeah. is and she's yeah. also just an amazing human and yeah. she's just like I sat down with her after that show and she was there and I was like do you know what I'm just gonna stop playing guitar like I'm it's I'm never gonna get better at it like I've been working at it for ages and she was like I reckon don't yeah, I, I reckon you. you've got something that's really cool, and it's it's people watch you and you're real, and that's that's something that you know somebody who wasn't in your place would you know mm. wouldn't be able to have. Like people don't just want to see perfection all the time, you know. They want to see mm. what people are actually going through, and yeah, yeah. So that was that was a moment. Well, again, that's one of the great things about uh, Lucinda Williams. Like to me, what she, what she, what her body of work sort of represents is it's kind of, you know, all of the cracks and all of the, you know, all of the bruises. Totally. Are, are there? Yeah. In the work. Yeah, and that's that's relatable. You yeah. Know? That's, yeah. That's the kind of thing that people understand. Mm -hmm. You know, that I mean, seeing seeing Radiohead, I think they made a mistake, and I was like, yes. You know, these guys are yeah, human. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. You know, um, and so I think it's important to see that stuff. Yeah, I, I've never really, I mean, I've been listening to a bit of Frank Zappa for the first time in ages, and, you know, his music sort of like, has long sort of perplexed me. Mm -hmm. um, and that whole kind of technically um, perfect thing like of writing these sort of almost unplayable things and then finding the musicians that can play them yeah. you know I think there's a point that, that that's appealing 
but you know I've never you know so there are one or two people like that that can kind of and they do enough interesting stuff or whatever but yeah I've never really understood why you'd want to go and just watch what you can hear at home you know oh, like, totally or if it know. just it just sounds like a CD and I mean yeah. of, often the case is if you're at a big live show like that you know I don't know I mean who are those big like guitar virtuosos like Steve Vai yeah, Joe yeah, Satriani yeah, yeah, and yeah. all those guys you know like you probably can't even see the stage anyway you definitely can't see their fingers yeah yeah you know and yeah. it's just yeah it just yeah. doesn't make any it, I, I can't relate to it it doesn't compare yeah. to my yeah to my tiny brain well but, funnily enough I, I actually I I went to a Steve Vai concert and he was amazing like yeah. he, he actually was mesmerising but you know I, I was I grew up as a fan of that stuff and I kind of thought I got past it yeah. and then the chance to see them play live I kind of wanted to and, and Satriani was terrible he was all of those things you <laughs> described it was just and it was like everything louder than everything else it yeah. was just horrible yeah but Vi I thought he was you know I don't really want to didn't make me want to listen to his music anymore yeah but it was kind of like watching a concert violinist or something who just happened to have an electric guitar playing rock music it was really quite he was quite there was something quite profound about it yeah oh, that's but cool. that's you know that's a one-off i think yeah like everything else you're saying about that holds so um i mean yeah so do you did you was that has that been important to you going and seeing a lot of music like or um, in a, a and as well as like listening to stuff like actually going and experiencing yep. concerts yep totally I think I got into more of that when I was doing that radio show because it was every week for three hours and yeah. so I was just trawling for new music and yeah. always interested in kind of what was coming through and there was a big period like those eight years that I was living in Wellington I went to so many live shows and I try to still but I'm kind of a bit of an introvert and I um and I have no money because I've just recorded an album that cost mm. a whole bunch of money. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, you know, my priority is, like, paying the people that I still owe and um, trying to kind of get everything finished. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, I love going to see live music and I always feel great after I've seen something and, you know, feel inspired. And Yeah, yeah. Now, your first album came out quite a while ago. Yeah. Um, happy experience? Learning experience? Yeah, um, it was... Uh, it was petrifying. I had a, a guy come and saw me play. I played at Valhalla. Maybe it was called Hole in the Wall at that stage. Mm. And a friend came who was like a metal bass player, Tim Shackleton. And he um, he was like, I want to record you. And I was like, cool, so long as I don't have to listen to it. I, I <laughs> don't like the sound of my own voice. I feel very strange about that. And um, he was like, yeah, fine. And then I, I actually really enjoyed the experience. Uh, the, doing the guitar part was like not that enjoyable, um, but I really liked coming up with backing vocals and mm. just all that kind of thing. Uh, and then I recorded a second album with him actually, like two years later, um, and I just buried that. that. Yeah, yeah. Not that it was, not that the songs were bad, not that the instrumentation was bad. It just was it just more of the same or something? Did you feel it wasn't? No, nah, it was different. It didn't have. It just it wasn't. It wasn't enough. And it was, um, there was some kind of strange dynamics in the band by that stage. That's not my band anymore. Mm -hmm. no, no negative stuff, just some kind of, mm -hmm. um, there were just kind of arguments, not with me, but with other people in the band that they just didn't need to happen. And I f so I just feel like things were not pure, not as good as they could have been. Yeah. I don't yeah. even play any of those songs anymore. Right, I was just going to say, is that, <laughs> do you hold on to it and think maybe there's some, you know what you were saying about the poetry stuff, maybe there's some gold there, but it doesn't sound uh, like it. 
I mean, occasionally, like about, I'll I'll play them, um, sat down with um, one of my old bandmates the other day and just kind of banged out a couple and was like, ah, that's right. Yeah. These things, and I mean, I when I when I was going over to Texas to record, I had a whole other list of songs that I would record that I would record, mm. but then in the time that it took from getting up, invited to go and record, I'd written a, I'd written another album, and mm. that, I like things to be current and to make sense to each other and. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. Where does the uh, so I mean the the feeling I'm getting is that you're quite you've been quite prolific. Yeah, yeah, I do write a lot. You write yeah. a lot, which is a great way of uh, of doing it. Of of as you say, of keeping current, but also keeping you know um, match fit. Yeah. And uh, and and doing doing the thing. Um, where did that sort of you know where did that kind of work ethic come from is that something that you can sort of consciously point to and um yeah i mean i def- i um i can just i sit down with a guitar and i go i'm gonna write something I'd, it might be shit it might be good mm. um and sometimes it is shit and sometimes it is good you know sometimes mm-hmm. i put more into it um but definitely a couple of years ago i had a um i had an accident a big fall and i had a brain injury and i I think I always used to write songs in this weird kind of haphazard, non-focused way and I'd come back to things and I always had something on the burner but since I have had that I have to really focus on things and so I think that's why I'm proud of these yeah. these wow. songs that are going in the album. Um, can you talk a bit more about that, the accident and, the, and, and what happened? Yeah, so I was out, I was just out with friends and we went to see one of their new house and it was, it was, um, it was dark and there was like a little path out of the house and then next to the path was a little grassy verge and then, I mean I wasn't familiar with the house but I had assumed that the driveway would be on the other side of that because there's no um, there's no fence or anything and so I just went to kind of run around and um, just, yeah, I fell like three and a half to four metres onto concrete and I, unfortunately my feet clipped the uh, wheelie bin on the way down so I landed full force on my, on my head and then Wow. Yeah, woke up some minutes later and um, pulled the blood. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then everything, just, just everything kind of. What was the uh, the recovery from that, like the kind of, the duration? Um, I would say that I'm still recovering. There's still some parts of me that aren't, um, aren't right, like my memory and my anxiety and the insomnia that I have like that is worsened since that right I always have, like, had a little bit but um it was probably like six months I started going back to the doctor and that's when I started going to rehabilitation um because things weren't getting better they were getting worse and I um I think that I went back to work far too soon and just vertigo and no sense of self and all of that kind of thing which comes with brain injuries mm um, mm. But yeah, like if I get really stressed out or if I get really tired, then I definitely notice some some of those things start to swirl back yeah, into right. my yeah. you know frontal lobe stuff as well. So yeah, yeah. affects your personality. What um, part did writing or playing have in any of that? Were you able, like you know how soon was that able to come back into you? Um, pretty soon. Yeah. Um, those songs are very, very dark. Like, <laughs> you know, you think, like, this is Mother of Gloom, that's, like, probably not even... I mean, I haven't even played a bunch of that stuff, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, but pretty soon after, um, 
I was really lucky. I, um, I mean, shortly after that, I broke up with my partner at the time, and this woman, um, Marie, 65 year old woman, just took me in. She could see that I was a bit of a mess. I had this, my first tour booked to go and play in Texas, like four months after it or something like that. Um, so she just took me in and charged me for whole rent. Um, and just, yeah, always encouraging me to, to play and she'd be like, oh, I heard you're working on something. Um, so yeah, I just got straight back into it really and I really, but I really, it would be all in rather than, you know, just kind of tinkering away at something. Mm, mm, wow. Um, what, um, I was going to say, what was the impetus to to go and play shows in America and then I mean and I'm trying to just process that in terms of what you just told me about the yeah. the injury and the and the sort of the time frame well, the, that seems even more extraordinary but it, it seems kind of uh, um, difficult and um, what's the word uh, enough to, to to want to go and do that as a, as a I guess a solo independent artist anyway yeah 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 it was the, well, I mean, the first time that I went, I just got invited over to play with um, a band that I opened for in Littleton. Mm. And um, so they kind of booked everything, and all I had to do was cover my flights and just kind of go along. And um, did that? Yeah, that was the first trip. Sorry, I get my years like mm. mixed up sometimes. Um, and I was just like, I mean, I'd never wanted to go to the States, but they were going, and I was like, yeah, why not? I'll, mm. Yeah, I'll come play. Go and play. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was a great time. I loved it. And then I, so I went back, I, I booked my own tour solo. I did it on Greyhound buses six months later. Um, that I would not recommend. Um, yeah. <laughs> those Greyhound buses, you know, with the guitar wedge between your legs is yeah, like yeah. pretty harrowing. But, um, but yeah, I just really liked it over there. And the second time that I was over there and I was playing at Hole in the Wall, where Lucinda Williams has played, in fact, and Lena Cohen. Um, and yeah, these guys saw my um saw my set they played before I did and then yeah one of them eventually ended up he's an engineer Doug who invited me over to record um I like traveling I like going and doing things mm, so it was mm. just it was always going to be something and I mean it strikes me um that your particularly the new album I mean America is the kind of spiritual home for like overall I think the sort of sound that you're making yeah you know that you, you don't necessarily have you haven't necessarily grabbed it from there consciously but that's that's where, where it does yeah. come from you're writing yeah. the songs that could be described as like Americana yeah yeah exactly um, yeah 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 it's so funny though because when I was in Texas people were just confused by me you know like they were like this is not I don't think they deemed it to be country. Yeah, music right. At all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I didn't. I wouldn't say it was like a, you know, amazing tour where people were like. Who well, that's is what a I, new country star. Well, that's what I found really interesting about the record is I think I mean I really like it, but I think it's um, I I, I kind of I keep thinking you know if I had to come up for a tagline with it, which I guess is sort of what music writers are supposed to end up doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of keep thinking. This is like if Natalie Merchant made a record with Calexico, yeah, yeah. and and you know, in that it's got elements of both of those things. But yeah. but what I what I really sort of want to get towards there is that it doesn't sound just like Natalie Merchant. It doesn't just sound like 
collects kind of sound, you know, it's that fusion thing that hopefully yeah. if they work together, you'd pick those elements, yeah. but they would create, well in fact Colexico did that with Iron Wine. Yeah, know, yeah. That was, yeah, 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 so that was actually a good example of, yes, you could spot the the notes, you could, yeah. you could you could hear the players, you knew that they, but they had, between them they'd made a record that was different to anything else that mm. they'd done in their own careers. Mm. Um, so I, I keep thinking that, and I keep sort of thinking that, you know, yes, even though I've just said, like, it, 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 it's sort of spiritual home is America, and it would be broadly defined as Americana or country, it's a, it's a record that doesn't fit into any particular kind of genre or pigeonholing that you want to do, which mm. I guess is very... Um, rewarding for an art for an yeah. artist. and I suppose that does come from I mean you know not like I I don't know that I have influences but I wouldn't know how to write a song like somebody else or how to write mm. a song in a particular style or mm. I mean probably the closest to that would be the bed where I was just like oh I like this new thing that I'm doing with the pick you know like mm. which is a kind of like Mexicana kind of feel yeah um one but otherwise I suppose they just kind of yeah, come out. Yeah. I mean, if I'm not trying to be something, then I probably won't be like someone else. Now, I mean, have you mostly worked a full-time job in your life yeah. as well? So where, where and when do, you know, you say the the songs seem to have no problem turning up, but, yeah. you know, uh, when and where do you catch them? Sunday mornings. Right. Not like yeah, yeah, yeah. not not exclusively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's a good time. Yeah, but it's it's often when I when I wake up and I look at the guitar and before I've, you know, before I know it, I might have written a couple of songs before midday. I mean, the escape. Um, I wrote that before eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, and so it's just, you know, I'm not one of those people that's like, you know, staying up all night, like you know, agonising over things. Mm. I think I just wake with. Mm something in mind mm, mm. I mean but even people that are prolific at, at writing will talk about experiencing a block mm. or you know a difficulty a frustration um, do you do you have versions of that as well or? Um, my versions of the block are um, not finishing things mm. um, and that's a real that's really hard. Like a half it's an a, idea. Yeah, and it's yeah. a hard thing for me because I, I think because of the brain injury, you know, like I, I just always got into this thing where I just finished them, and so having unfinished things now just feels like a kind of an accumulation of clutter around me, and so mm. I guess that's, and I often just let those, those ideas go. I mean, mm. I should come back and do something with them. I've got. I've got hundreds and hundreds of recordings on my phones yeah, yeah, yeah. of um, snippets of snippets or like whole songs with different versions or like add a bridge here or shuffle it about. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that would be my version of block is just incomplete things, like good ideas that just I can't move them along. Mm, mm. And um, so let's talk a bit about the 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 album, mm. specifically the new album and the recording of it. So yeah. you you go over to the States to to make it. Yep. You've, you've got most of the songs. Yep, I wrote. I only wrote one song there, which was the last day of... Um, on the last day of recording, we wrote and... I wrote, I wrote it and then we recorded it. But, um, but yeah, so I just sent him, a, you know, like phone recordings of the songs or we did um, some... Tom Watson um, recorded some in the surgery, just kind of some kind of demos to send mm. over just for him to get structure. Mm. Um, because I didn't want to play guitar on this album. Right. 
um, because we had really limited time and um, we had really limited time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I just kind of sent over structure stuff for people to work on and um, Doug and I had a bit of back and forth um, and I just kind of made note of like all of the instrumentation that I, sh- I thought should be on each song and mm. he agreed and added things and so he had we had this really small amount of time and everybody was just scheduled in just mm. different session, session musicians you've got this um, sort of to me the kind of feel of the record is that like uh, a- arrangement and instrumentation wise is that it's it's sparse but really colourful yeah you know like normally when you st- when you describe stuff music as sparse, people start thinking stark yeah. and, you know, cold and, and um, there's none of that. There's lots mm. of bright colours, there's lots of warmth, yeah. um, there's lots of emotive um, horn lines and things like that, but there's lots of room. Yeah. Um, so uh, how much of that was, I guess, up, you know, other people helping you create that or how much mm. of that is, is entirely your sort of vision for it um it's probably a bit of a mix yeah um so the guy who did the horn the horns the piano accordion the um omnichord and the vibraphone he was just he just go to town on it and he i mean he wrote some beautiful things some of the trumpet line i wrote mm-hmm. like i wrote the trumpet line for the loneliest race but otherwise, I mean, when you've got somebody who's a multi-instrumentalist yeah, yeah, who's yeah. incredible, you just go, you just have it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and who's, um, it, you know, not just working on it, but expressed, uh, you know, a level of fandom, I suppose. You know, oh, some yeah, interest, yeah. Some, some clear interests. So. Oh, totally. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. somebody who's kind of, um, yeah, so that's Cullen Fuchs, and he's he was just really positive, and he was, you know, talk about the songs that he really liked and mm. get into them. Mm. And, um, and then with the violin... Um, I like I so I wrote a lot of the violin parts just like humming little bits into yeah. my phone, you yeah. know, which came so we'd do like recordings and then um like the basis of the recordings and then I'd walk around the next morning and they'd all go party. Um I'd walk <laughs> around the next morning and um until kind of we were gonna go back into the studio and I'd just come up with these parts mm. um and then you'd do a weird recording into my phone and kinda of, you know, give, to give him an idea of mm. things or, you know, like the violins going over the end at the escape, just like that kind of thing. Um, um, yeah, and the drummer, um, Kelly Symington, just kind of let him let him have that as well, but he was always asking back and forth. He's mm. like, oh, you know, I thought this or this. But they'd all listen to it, you know. Mm. They were all really lovely and they'd all, you know, they knew what the songs were like. And the drummer plays in that, and that, and that style that I really like listening to where you can almost imagine them as being a percussionist yeah. rather than a drummer who just happens to have a drum kit drum as their main style. percussion Yeah, and he did, tool. he totally did. Yeah. He, had, he had all these cool things and he'd come up with these little ideas. He's like, no, 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 you know, just let me try this one mm. other thing. And he was so he was really kind about the music as well. As, mm. um, so, so how did this all get um, kind of funded are you are you a fully independent um artist i did a boosted campaign yep and i got i was trying for six and i got seven thousand dollars so minus some tax mm. um roughly six and a half or something um and so that was great the album probably probably ended up costing 
by the time I finished is maybe $25,000. So mm. um, I lived for a year and a half um, like before the album was recorded and up until just recently I lived just uh, house-sitting. So I just moved every two weeks, just didn't have a home, didn't pay yeah. rent, but was just kind of saving yeah. money and spending yeah, yeah. money, yeah. you know, at the same rate. So, yeah. Um, but I've got a place now, so it's, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And are you in, and is it? Um, I mean, I've only listened to it online. Is it available? Are you putting vinyl out, or is that yep. is that happened? Yeah, vinyl's been. Oh, I should say, my granddad helped me out as well. Yeah, with the, <laughs> with the mixing part. Yeah, um, um, of my granddad. Uh, it will be. Yeah, it's so we've got CDs will be here really soon, and then vinyl hopefully by June second. Yeah, um, Zenith is slightly behind on their yeah. um, their pressing, but um, they've said that they should be able to have them for the release release date yeah awesome I'm really excited about the vinyl because it's got um, original workings of songs inside the inside the cover so right just, right right yeah and um, and you so you're doing these shows at the moment it's kind of like a protracted tour yeah. is that just uh, this seems to be happening more and more I notice yeah. obviously it's impossible to, to pay to go on the road and live and pay everyone but so people tend to do little weekend bursts of, of two or three days and then go back to work. Yeah. And then and so that's what you're doing. Yeah, pretty much. And, yeah. and also for, I mean, the band configuration has changed slightly, but, like, for those guys as well, like, yeah. you know, even most of us are, are working as yeah. well. And the other thing is, is it's hard to get people out to shows if it's not a weekend. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know that that's not always the case for everywhere, but um, it just kind of <laughs> makes sense, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, actually, I've just got, tons and tons of shows in Wellington yeah because I was going to say you're doing like your own shows but you're still doing opening for I know. people too and ordinarily I, I mean I, I had I'd kind of been trying to pull back a little bit on the opening stuff so that when I had shows you know they were had more impact but there were just some cool things that I really wanted to do like the French for Rabbits thing is it's only 40 people go, uh, gig mm. and it's playing at the surgery so I think it'll sound really beautiful and they're recording it and um, Finn Johansson's doing it as well, and I always love playing shows with him. Mm. Um, and then Joshua Radin. Radin. Um, I mean, I kind of go and I look at I look at their page, and I'm like, oh, you know, this guy's got like 300,000 people following him. Mm. Um, you know, maybe nobody that I know will come to that show, but that's a new audience that I can get out in front yeah. of. And it's yeah. like, it's not... It's not detracting from people coming yeah, and, to Yeah, and, and the music lines up... It, enough and the person's personality is you know from what you can tell they're not an awful human being like that's totally, you know totally. there are those considerations to make yeah but, and you part know, of it is liking the music as yeah, well yeah you know, yeah yeah totally like the music. yeah 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 and that they're not like saying something politically outrageous or something yeah. is what i mean yeah like, totally you know, yeah <laughs> i should listen to some of his music <laughs> yeah 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 um and and uh you've got this really good band in new zealand yeah so you've got a great band yeah, yeah, and it's going to be, so June 2nd is going to be big as well, it's going to be, um, so Hen yeah, Hannah Griffin's going to come sing with us, oh, cool. um, Tristan Carter's going to play some violin, and Chris Winter from Evans Barrow, who used to be in my old, old band, who's going to come play some trumpet, mm. so yeah, the June 2nd show is going to be. And tell people the about the, I guess the core members of your group. Um, so the core members have slightly changed. So it was me, Andrew Bain, and Ben Cole. But mm. um, Andrew Bain's got a bit much on his plate at the moment, so mm -hmm. he's kind of pulled out for the moment. And Scott Maynard is coming in oh, yeah, yeah. place of yep. him. So he plays in that band Zero Cool yeah. and Seamouse. Yeah. Um, and then I always just try to have 
an extra person, whoever it it is, come in and just, you know, wherever we are, like, play a few songs with. And sometimes that's Finn Johansson, and Mm. it has been Tom Watson as well. And ideally, once things, once I kind of, Mm. things start to ramp up even more, Mm. I'd like to kind of have a a solid maybe four-piece. Yeah, yeah. And are you a, you know, do you think you're a, a book writing kind of person? Do you imagine seeing the lyrics? Yeah, you know, maybe some of them started as poems, mm. but do you imagine seeing the lyrics separated back out and put on the printed page? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think some of them would probably would probably stand up. Stand up. Um, some of them, I think they they're kind of stretched to fit the song, mm. you know, in the best way for the song. Yeah, because even you know, lots of people talk about. Um, songwriters as poets or, or songs as a type of poetry but mm. you know mostly there is a massive difference like yeah. lyrics lyrics are lyrics and they you know they need they're there to do a job and they're there yeah. they need something to support them just as they're there to support yeah. you know there, and is I mean, that, there you, is that marriage if you would I mean if you would if you sang very kind of like uh, I don't know how you'd call it but you know just as you're kind of as if you're speaking. I mean, that's one thing, but not everybody can pull that off, you know. Mm, mm. I mean, maybe Nick Cave might pull it off and let Nicole in a bit, but mm. um, so yeah, some would work, but I, I think others would mm. look very strange. But I'm writing out writing out lyrics for um, for APRA things, you know, yeah. for country music awards, you know, yeah, vacation yeah, yeah. or whatever. You know, I mean, for the escape, those lyrics are so simple. You know, I'm like, uh, like feels, <laughs> you know, I feel slightly like yeah. embarrassed about it. And I'm like, oh, read the other ones, you know. But yeah. um, but I mean, they, you know, they they serve a purpose and they mean exactly what they what yeah. they did. And so, yeah. you know, I can't like beat myself up too much about it, not using a metaphor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you, I mean, would you describe yourself as a you know I don't know if people use this term anymore, but the big term used to always be a confessional singer songwriter. Do you think you're that? I think that I am, but I try. Well, I don't try to make it relatable, but I try to. I try to kind of not bury it in the elements, but kind of immerse it in the elements so that it that it is broad, mm. broadly relatable, and um, and it takes a little bit of the edge off for me, and it takes a little bit of the edge off for the song as well. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I think that it's totally, you know, like the you know human honesty is 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 really similar to you know elements and mm. the grander things in the world. So have you got in um, trouble with people for any of your songs? Do you, or do you, um, like, do you think you have, or do you, or do you, or <laughs> do, before you ask that, do you think, oh, I might get in trouble here? <laughs> I'm, I'd better cloak yeah. this a little, or you know? I, I might have, but I'm, but I'm probably not gonna, probably not yeah. gonna, um, yeah. I'm not gonna talk about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it can be. I mean, when I was with my, you know, none of the songs on this album, but when I was with my partner of eight years, who was in my band, my last band as well, you know, there was definitely. I know that he felt uncomfortable sometimes about some of the lyrics that I was, right. that I was um, singing, but I just, we just. Felt all uncomfortable about it until you know, <laughs> did, it was just did, a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Didn't sort of talk about it too much on stage, nah. and did it? No, <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm not pointing any fingers here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that, isn't it? Because it has to. Yeah, it has to come up. It has to to happen. You know, I, you know, and Johnny Mitchell played in a 
in a band with her ex-husband for for years. Mm. And uh, yeah, obviously Fleetwood Mac is the, the one yeah. that people always cite. Yeah. But uh, but you know there are loads of examples of it. Well, I mean, it's just it's what you do, yeah. you know, and like you, yeah. you have to accept that about. I yeah. mean, I would accept that if I was with her, um, with somebody. I'd hope that if it was something that I um, that they spoken to me about that something mm. before or mm. you know mm. maybe maybe <laughs> so I mean it's um what's the plan for the rest of the the I guess the year or you know so because it's kind of like you're in I guess you're in like sort of celebration mode promotion mode yeah um you know and you've you're looking to build your brand your name further and all of that yeah so what what comes what comes next um well what comes next is um i want to make another music video i've got another two concepts that i really want to bring and bring to life and i find out about funding from nz on air on um thursday for the next one which i'm really excited about <clears throat> um so i'm kind of keen to just get those things those things done because they're kind mm. of are like I really like making music videos. I didn't think I would, but I do. Mm. Um, and then I've just been sending the album out to labels. It's really yeah. hard when you kind of represent yourself because yeah. it's like, yeah. hey, listen to my music. My yeah. songs are sad. You know, <laughs> it's not, it doesn't really come across as well. So, I mean, the other thing is, is I'm kind of looking for management. Yeah. Um, I've been Tom Dalton, who manages the Datsuns, and um, Don McGlashan has helped out hugely with the album. Yeah. It's been really awesome. Um, he's got a publishing company as well, so that's another thing like publishing stuff, mm. management. Ideally, I just want to be touring the world. That's yeah. my that's my ideal life. Yeah, that's why I lived as a vagabond for such a long time as well, just waiting and waiting. Yeah, yeah, and you can go back to that slash carry that on. Like, well, I can carry yeah. that on even better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. now that I've got an album, I mean, the yeah. thing is, is I was, you know, seven years without releasing anything. It's a really long time. You know? Yeah, and um just kind of playing live for the sake of playing live which is great but um it's nice i mean you mentioned the other album that you kind of decided no to yeah what else went on that contributed to a seven year period did you did you think you didn't need to do an album were you um Mm. uninterested in the form were you no it was it was that album that i done yeah so it was a huge like a huge just yeah, it was just detrimental to my confidence, I guess, and I, because um, mm. cause so much went into it, and heaps of people put time into it, yeah, and, like, yeah, effort yeah. into it, and so I felt really guilty, because I was just like, Yeah, yeah, oh, you've killed me. other it's, people's work, you yeah. know, it's your, your name on it, but it's other people's work too. Yeah, yeah. and I probably, I probably didn't communicate it as kind of clearly as I could have mm. around the time when it was all going on, and, you know, my partner at the time and I kind of ended up, you know, splitting up, and it was... It was just like, oh, I kind of, I didn't completely wash my hands of it at that point. Mm. So, I, so by the time I had, I was kind of out of contact mostly with lots of those people. Not mm. friendships mm. over, but just, mm. you know, out of um, regular contact. And so I think I was just worried that that was how things were going to be for me recording, that I'd just be really unhappy with everything that I did and, you know. Um, and... So I just kind of got to playing, and I remember talking to this girl about it, Kate Anastasio, who um, is an amazing support and also an amazing musician. She lives in Littleton, Christchurch. Um, and she was just like, do you know what? Just don't worry about recording for a while. Like, why do you need to worry mm. about it? You know, is it, 
if you like playing live and you like writing so play live and write and she was like and then when you feel like you're ready you'll just be ready and um so I think that was it just made me feel a bit not feel that pressure to have to go and do the thing that you should do and mm. um and then I my friend Sean um Whitaker this was just before I went and recorded in the States um well not just before but about a year before he was like let's just record you who's like I'll just set up some stuff I don't really know what I'm doing so I'll learn on the job and you get better at being in the studio you know um just feel a bit more comfortable and not lock up in front of a mm. you know mic and that kind of thing um and so that was a really good little kind of get back into it feel mm. comfortable with it again mm. um not that there's anything that comfortable about a studio apart from when somebody else is playing something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, I mean, you just want to carry on. You want to make another record. Yeah, I've got another record ready to go. I mean, I had it. I had another record ready to go when I was over there. So how long do you have to wait, do you think? <laughs> um, I mean, I should I should wait a little bit, which yeah. is this one. Probably aged me a few years. Yeah. Um, just with distress and financially and all of that kind of thing but I mean I'd probably look at the end of the year to go and record again uh, and it probably wouldn't take a year to yeah to, um, to get it out I don't think yeah um, but yeah and I'd probably just look at recording it in Littleton this summer yeah right yeah I was going to say you wouldn't be able to do the big trip to no. record again probably it wasn't the. I mean, I actually, yeah. I actually really enjoyed being over there, and I think it was yeah. good. And I think it's like, it's exciting and it's different, and mm. you know, it didn't just sound like a, like, not, no, nothing. Um, but it was nice going over there because it's something different. But, um, but the whole, you know, post-production stuff was really difficult, difficult because we were in different times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there was always this time between yeah. songs back and forth, and. Um, which is, you know, in the end is why I ended up getting Ben Edwards to mix it. Yeah. And just so that I could sit in. Um, so I'd probably do the same. Yeah, yeah. Next time, I reckon. Yeah. Now dreams, now dreams, now dreams. You know, I, I like your first album, but, I, I you know, I can... I didn't quite, I didn't really quite connect that, I've, I don't know why, but I hadn't really quite connected the time difference between them, that there, there was quite, you know, quite some time. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'm, I don't know why, I, I think maybe I just thought the the first record was sort of three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, you know, and I like it, but, but, but uh, you know, I really feel like the new one is a big, big step up, yeah. and I've you know, now I can sort of see. There's been like a hundred songs between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I, yeah, I said to somebody else, yeah, it's kind of, this is, the first time that I've had a collection of songs where all of them I felt like, that or, or felt like they were, valid and they, you know, I was proud of, proud mm. of each of them. Mm. Um, I mean, there were a, there were two others that are recorded over there that didn't end up on the. Oh, yeah, it's well. it's a really good length record too. You know, yeah, I always forty minutes. Yeah, that's <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. I reckon. Yeah, records need to max out at 40, 42 minutes. You know, totally. they, they yeah. can't. You know, every now and then someone 
might do a 50 minute and they can get away with it but usually not like more people should be looking to do shorter rather than oh totally especially when now that you know everybody just listens to kind of one or two songs of artists yeah yeah yeah. so it's yeah it's an ask for people to listen to a full album which is i mean i i feel really um blessed that lots of people have actually been listening to the whole album and talking about it and i'm like oh cool it's not just one or two songs because I don't know what songs to select you know, I don't yeah, know yeah. which song is the hit or yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what's your um, process like with um, actual like you know not just feedback from listeners but actual sort of critical appraisals of the album do you read reviews or do you try not to? Or? Well, I mean, this is the first yeah. time I've had yeah, reviews. But, yeah, yeah, but they're <laughs> out. There are some out already. Yeah, I read them. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I've... I mean, I haven't spotted any savage ones. No, no. There was one There was one that said... Um, who was it? Maybe it was New Zealand musician that said, oh, you know, can get a little bit kind of same, same, repetitive right. at times. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I get that. But also, I mean, it's that's just me and a guitar, you know. I mean, yeah, I know yeah, that yeah. there's other stuff yeah, on yeah, it, but yeah, it's like, yeah. of course it's going to sound the same, you know, yeah, I have yeah, a yeah. really distinctive Well, voice. it's it's a mood that you're actually mm. conjuring mining, you know, like it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a, that's the journey you're taking. Totally, and I want, uh, those, yeah, yeah. I love that those songs were And like, it's not going to be for everyone, you know, like, w- no. what what good music is there that is for everyone, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, yeah. you know. It's not great. <laughs> yeah, of course you're going to have some, you know, some people are going to listen to it and go, that's not for me. Yeah. But, yeah, I hadn't. I, I just wondered if you read them, but I was thinking, actually, so far, they've all been pretty kind, really, the ones that I've seen. Yeah, kind. Some very bizarre ones, but I... Really? But I kind of like that as well. Well, kind, but... Bizarre very, and what people tell you they think it's, you sound like and stuff? No, or just, just, just the... Um, just almost quite poetic reviews, I right, guess. Like right, right, um, yeah. I can't remember who that one was by. It might have been... It wasn't elsewhere. It was maybe New Zealand musician. No, not New Zealand musician. It's the other one. Music.net. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just... I had to read it twice because I was like, does is he enjoying it? Or oh, I think, I know, the, I think I know the one you <laughs> yeah. mean now. Yeah, but yeah, actually, yeah. it was actually But it's a positive great. record. Yeah. Uh, a positive review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was great. I think it was yeah. just... Um, it was just a very whimsical style. Um, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I, and I totally... I've always had that, like, you know, people are going to like it and people are going to hate it because it's... Mm. It's um, it's really specific. I'm not an amazing guitar player. It's pretty just, um, and vocals are. I think if you have a specific voice, people either really like it or. Really well, yours like. is yours is a voice. I think that um, I'm trying to work out how to say it. It's kind of all in and up front. Like you, you know, like you know straight away whether you're going to like it or not I think as a listener yep. yeah yeah totally yeah um, and I which, which you know and I you know I'm framing that as a positive because obviously I've responded you know well to it I like it but I, I could imagine some people going yeah that's not for me yeah I don't you know I don't need to stick around to hear any more of that I don't like that yeah, particular totally. style of singing but which is yeah. fine but yeah, stop yelling at me already yeah, yeah. stop yelling <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 no I mean I don't mind that and I I mean I'm prepared I'm sure that that's you know there's going to be some of that stuff and yeah I mean yeah I'm not I'm not that fragile yeah yeah so I mean will you look to to take the songs further afield than New Zealand and America like you know Um, like Europe and England and stuff what do you because you know I think like uh, you know and and I'm I'm thinking (laughs) 
not pl- not trying to think of Littleton specifically here, but mm. think of uh, you know everyone I'm going to name is actually either from there or recorded Lady there. Marlin, yeah, they've, they've, I'm just thinking they've all had success, um, not just in America. So yeah. it, 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 it sort of makes sense in a way to, take to try. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I definitely look at going to Europe. There's a Berlin-based PR company that kind of like showed some interest, interest and so I definitely, I definitely want to do mm. that for sure. And I think that probably actually it would be it's a better way to go. I just really like going to America. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why I've, but, I've ended up there so much. But And I guess that's another of the things where you hope for some representational support in a exactly. way helps with things like that because yeah. it just gets... It's a, you, it's a lot to do. Like Yeah, well, you're working full-time. Yeah, so I work 40 to 50 hours a week and then I'm... I'm on my I'm on my phone or I'm on my computer yeah. all at, at work like most yeah. of the day like yeah. admin stuff like promotion PR company, admin yeah. um, you know all that video doing video stuff you know NZ on air like yeah you, you know essentially you have to have like a business degree and yeah. you know be an accountant to kind of get your head around all of that stuff yeah let alone a creative with a brain injury you know yeah <laughs> and, yeah um, but so so this it'd be great to have somebody help with all of that stuff and then I could probably focus on you know maybe booking a tour over there or work with 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 the um, I mean you sort of referenced this a little bit but to go back to uh, with the um, brain injury with with all of this work Mm. that all of this stuff that occupies your your, you know your your world Mm. um, do you you know I'm trying to avoid saying um, using the expression I always use about hitting the wall but do you have moments where that happens in terms of everything that's you're trying to sustain. Yep, yep. I am, um, which is why my tour my tour is a lot smaller than it was going to be. Right. Yep. Um, where I just kind of ran into yeah, just hit a wall. It was just um, massive anxiety and panic attacks every day. Just, just had kind of more on that I could that I could manage, and the mm. kind of logistics of having to travel. Um, you know with a group of people and kind of organise their accommodation, organise their flights and organise how we're going to drive from like one place to another. Just at that time when everything mm. was going on was just, it was just too much for, too much for me. And so sometimes I do get overwhelmed. Majority of the time I can, I can deal with it. Mm. But, um, and I mean, ordinarily I might've taken time off work, but because I'm a contractor, I don't get paid for that, and I've still got to yeah, yeah. pay for the pressing of the records and pay for the CD printing, so yeah. Um, so yeah, sometimes it does, which is why I'd love to just be doing the music, and yeah, not, yeah, not have... be having to work 40 or 50 hours a week, you know, yeah. um, so that's that's a dream. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, a, <laughs> that's, that's a, a, a goal, but it's also really a lofty sort of ambition, a dream. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but it doesn't mean it can't be a sort of a five-year plan type thing. No, and I mean, it ha- and you know, it's happened for people, and I think having a having a, a strong album definitely kind of helps to yeah. push me in that direction. And I'm yeah, you know, I mean, I don't have a partner, I don't have children, so I'm pretty just, you know, can kind of drop everything and yeah, do yeah. Whatever, which make you know probably makes an ideal candidate for a, for a manager or label because they can just yeah, yeah, send yeah. me off to the front line and you'll you know? go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, yeah, and if you can, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Great. Hey, well, it's been really great um, kind of meeting you through having this conversation. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, great. And then congratulations again on a really, a really terrific record. Cool.